Hey everybody, and welcome into Casual Relief. We are back. Uh, it's been a minute. My name is Ben. Uh, joined as always with Michael and Matt. Uh, we are now on our on our own. Uh, we feel like the bird that's been pushed out of the nest, uh, out of the owl's nest. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Uh, we are now officially on our on our own feed and our own page. So. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you had to search for us to, to find us and to get here. So we appreciate you uh, for tuning in and listening. Um, but we are now on our own. Uh, this is us uh, on Apple and Spotify for right now. We're still working out some of the kinks for those other pod- podcasting platforms. Um, so, yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in. It's been a minute. Uh, I will kick it over to you guys. How have you guys been? Uh, I've been Good. Busy with work. Uh, short four-day week this week for myself and Michael. We're going to head up north and play some play some Frisbee at an event that I host. I kind of talked about it in the show a couple shows ago, um, or the last show probably that I was on. Um, it's even yeah. been a hotter minute for me since I've been on. Uh, uh, well, you were putting time out. Yeah, that's right. I was putting time out. Uh, Well-deserved. It was a long time out. And then somehow we all got put on time out. Uh, it, was, it was crazy. Crazy stuff. We've been on time out. Yeah. No, I, Michael, I'm doing good, man. Um, I don't have anything really clever to say, sadly, which is sad. Everybody just kind of feels like drained. Like I feel like that yeah. was just kind of the week for for all of us. Uh, yeah, you know. So I feel like you guys are definitely pumped and ready to go for for a good disc golf weekend with some buddies. And we'll the, get into and the that. Weather, the weather. Oh my Decided gosh. to go from just like promise of rain and cold to like sunny and 70 yeah just posted it posted in our just group like that. posted in our group on sunday it was supposed to rain all day friday all day saturday and then all day sunday morning when exactly when our first round was going to be uh looked yesterday sunshiny 70s mid 60s perfect disc golf weather uh it looks like for the second year in a row we're gonna we're gonna luck out in the beginning of beginning of spring here so Actually, well, it's probably we mid, will for sure come back to that. Yeah. Mid spring now, late, late, uh, late winter for us here. We're we're in summer one because it's eighty eight right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, 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 summer so one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in summer one. Uh, but we'll get into your events in a little bit just to give a show preview to kind of tonight. We're gonna just kind of talk about um, some sanctioned events, some unsanctioned events, what we like and what we don't like. Just kind of you know, kind of debrief about some of the events and some other stuff going on up here um and then as always we'll do buy or sell and then uh yeah we'll just kind of wrap it up for the night we're back we'll kind of ease back into some things it's been a quiet uh quiet in the disc golf world so like i know we don't do current events but nobody's said anything for us to really talk about there's just kind of not a lot whole lot going on um i mean if you depending on when you're listening to this there was a break in the pro tour so literally people are just driving around doing a whole lot of insane and doing nothing so really nothing for us to even kind of find something to 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 kind of pick apart but hey we digress that's just kind of it is what it is but um yeah you guys recently played a sanctioned event how did that go for you guys uh really good clash at the creek yeah that was that was a good that was a good uh good event I played. I played okay. Great first round. Mess second round. Uh, wind is wind is my uh, wind is my kryptonite, as it will always be. I can play in the rain. I can play in whatever other weather, other than wind. Uh, so wind 
just killed me. Finishing the cash though, so that was good. Love that. Booyah. Um, yeah, decent first round. Stayed safe. Didn't take big numbers. Didn't take too many birdies either. But stayed in a you know good area to contend. Um, not not really actually. I was I was down by six strokes going into the second round. Um, okay. Yeah, but that's that. We're gonna, yeah, put, a, we're gonna yeah, put a pin in yeah, that for a second. Yeah, yeah, we'll put a pin uh, in that. But <laughs> so yeah, so down six strokes, and then I made up two or no, I made up three or three strokes uh, to take uh, second place, tied with one of our uh, one of the best players in the area. So we're good there. It's, yeah, is it, you is it a officially that's not displayed. So thank you for that. Is it officially no, it's, a cast streak now for wall, Michael, which is like just to the left of me so is it officially a cast streak it. now michael you uh, started a cast, it is a cast streak. streak yeah two's a cast streak yeah I guess. yeah it's a streak yeah. now you've got your own cast streak congrats i got a cast streak come on nate sexton let's go <laughs> i'm coming you got about that. you got about 20 years to... <laughs> yeah yeah and and a considerable more amount of cash than what i had earned there so yeah, but no, it was a great event. Uh, battled the elements, which is always fun. Uh, we're going to come back to that pin. You were down six strokes, but the guy that was winning had one of the most incredible rounds I've mm-hmm. ever seen at that course. Um, and some of the worst. I was. Were you on that card? No. Okay. I was not. I uh, wish I was. Oh, yeah. my goodness, I wish I was. He shot a 10.52 rated round. And it was like, if you haven't played Pamperin Park before, for those listening, Pamperin Park is so tight and so technical. And then you add in rain and it's like that annoying rain, not like the torrential downpour where like we were going to call it, but just annoying enough to, you know, have to just deal with it. And just absolutely just incredible just incredible didn't see any of it obviously i was at tournament central as the tournament director but like the people uh the people that i remember that were on that card just said like just could do no wrong and just was putting his butt off um did he did you mention did you talk to him at all afterwards did we find out that was his best round he's ever played in or what i can't imagine like 1052 is some amazing golf like I would be surprised if it wasn't. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I would cut off a uh, a toe to shoot just a, a ten fifty rated round. Clip it. I would. Yeah, clip that. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, I would do things for a ten fifty rated round in a tournament. Yeah. Because he just like, sorry, Michael, this might hurt a little bit, but like. He gave himself such a cushion yeah, that matter. he could do no. No, it didn't matter. He could do he no. He could round. do no wrong in the second round. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, question for you guys: Would you rather play a final round with a stroke advantage or have to make up strokes? So, like, would you ha- rather play with like a two-stroke deficit or a two-stroke advantage? Uh, well, I'm okay. The... So I need. I need. I need more. <laughs> I need more. Quick. What card am I on? What place oh, you're, am you're I on, in? You're in lead card. You're chasing the win. Okay. Okay. I think I'm taking the two up. Like, 
I think I think like a lot of the pros would prefer two down, so they don't have the pressure. Um, yeah. But if you generally, if you play your games, and like especially at the courses that we play around here and have tournaments, like at if you play your game and you're pretty consistent, you're you're not going to lose that. Worst case, you're probably going into a playoff. But um, unless somebody shoots absolute fire, um, I feel like you don't have to be as aggressive. And then the people who are behind you are being more aggressive to try to catch up and making mistakes and doing those kind of things. So um, I can say that I have one win with a three-stroke advantage and then one loss with three-stroke advantage. So I've been on both sides. I definitely prefer the lead rather than the um, than the chase because I've chased a lot more. I can... Uh... I can say that I've been on the chase before. I've been down three and on the lead card in the second round. And um, it's one of those things where I can now say that I would rather have the lead because all that guy did was just do match play. Like, fair. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. all that's all he did and just, you know, just did what he needed to do to, to close. So I think that's exactly what I would take is just, you know what you got to do. Like that's just all it. It really is. Is I mean, yeah. There's more pressure, but at the same time, you're right there, and you've you've done what you needed to do. So, like, that's why I would take it. But yeah, yeah, you did all the work already. Why waste it? But you're there. But you still have to play. You still have to play consistently. You still have to play like you still have to play good golf. Like those folks behind you are not gonna. They're not gonna be content with you know just giving you the lead because you've got it in the first round and you played a hot round. So. A lot of people, you know, in MPO fought back in that at that uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinecrest round and really had some really hot rounds out there to try to catch up. So um, one or two more mistakes out of that winner and it would have been anybody's game. I mean, if if I would have made my putts and not messed around, not that I messed around, but I made some silly mistakes in the second round. If I wouldn't have made, if I would have cut down my mistakes by half, I would have probably tied him. But. Were there? Would you say that they were more um, this selection or angle control or just angle control. kind of rushing angle control? Um, uh, so I lost two strokes on the island hole alone, purely because I threw my zone flat instead of with hyzer. If I would have thrown, thrown it with hyzer, I would have had the height at, to make at, 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 at Pinecrest. Pinecrest. Pinecrest? Okay. Yeah, Island of Pinecrest. If I would have thrown it with Heiser, I would have been able to make it onto the island. But since I threw it flat, I got a little bit of turn on it because of the wind. And then it took it off to the left. And then I couldn't fade back in time to get into the circle. So that was two strokes right there. Yeah. Matt, how did you... Uh... I mean, I knew you were in the mix. You were in the cash line. Um, any, what are your kind of big takeaways from your your play? We knew Michael. It's, I mean, Michael played extremely yeah, well. Yeah. Took second. Um, so, like, I mean, now he just kind of knows. Like, it's, you know, I'll just kind of paraphrase him quick. It's just, you know, don't rush things and kind of, you know, take your time yeah, and make sure things, you're yeah. taking care of take take care of your angles and yep. that. What's what were your kind of big takeaways from um, from the event? I mean, for me, it's just the confidence level of things. I've been playing some really good golf going into the event, even coming out of the event. I've been playing really good golf. Some of the best I've played, um, you know, me and my roommate, were talking about it. Uh, Michael and I have talked about it. I think it's almost some of the best golf I've ever played. 
And because I like I don't have that power, I'm a little bit more controlled in some of the shots that I have. Uh, my putting is a lot better than it's ever been. Um, you know, just I, I just took out of there a lot of confidence. I finished way above my rating, um, you know, in the first round and way below, kind of way below, but slightly below my rating in the second round um, because of wins. So, um, you know, and that's just as I as I learn my bag a little bit more, as I start to get more confident with the putts and get outside and practice in the wind. Um, that stuff will change and, um, you know, I'll, I'll gain even more confidence. So, um, really it was just confidence knowing that I can fight and compete. I mean, I was on lead card, um, you know, to go in into the second round and dropped a couple places, but, um, no, just knowing that I can be there, that I can still hang, um, you know, even in MA1 and, um, just playing some of the best golf I've ever played. Okay. 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 Don't you just made it sound like you're like retiring, like you're like you're 55 <laughs> years old. You're just like, oh, I can still hang. No, oh, I mean, I can, I can still, I, 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 like, I should rephrase. I can, I can still post shoulder surgery. Like you know, I okay. was, I was really worried last year after I came out of my shoulder surgery that oh, I'm never gonna have the power. I'm gonna you know drop to about 900. Like you know, I was gonna drop a significant amount, and you know, and that teeter totter of if I want to play MA one or MA two. So. Um, you know, I was worried that I just wouldn't be the same golfer and, you know, coming, the, the tournament gave me a lot of confidence and the way I've been playing gave me a lot of confidence to know that, um, you know, I, I can still play really good golf even after shoulder surgery and I'm only getting better. I am aging like a fine wine. That's better. Hey, That's there's no, better. there's no shame. There's no shame in being under 900. Some of us have to be at 865 and why not me? Somebody has to be. Somebody has to be, and it's got to be. It's, if it's going to be me, it's going to be me in in our in our group of of our squad. You know, Some, like Joel Damon said, somebody's got to be the seventieth best golfer in the world. Why not him? Someone's yeah. got. Someone's got to be like the. I don't. I don't listen. I don't like listen or follow a lot of golf. But that was the one thing I did see, and I was like, yes, love it. Yeah, like I have, like I have no, like I'm one of the most self-deprecating disc golfers ever, and like I just have no shame in in my ability. I don't know. I'm a weird disc golfer in the, f- the sense of just like when I go to other courses that I don't play regularly, I shine and I beat the people like that I play with regularly that dust me mm-hmm. at our local tracks, and I think it's just because like. I don't know. Like, it's just different. There's something like, I just attack it differently. Yeah. It's just like, I think it's just a mental thing where mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I know what I should do here. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, but where I'm going with this is, is that, uh, what I wanted to say is, is that I think, you know, for definitely you and I would say, we would both agree that we don't have Matt, you and I don't have very big max distance. Oh yeah. Uh, I just don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a big guy to begin with yeah. and with you, with your shoulder surgery. So I really like the two court, court <laughs> yeah. all right thanks for tuning in uh, see ya <laughs> yeah see ya um what a show runer what i where I, i'm gonna finish my thought now thank you uh the two courses that we played uh are i think are very good equalizers in especially in the weather yeah. that um some of them do require some to be able to throw the disc with some length you know at pinecrest but they both require you to hit lines. And we did see that some of our very good players across all divisions that are very good did struggle at, at some points through there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I thought like there was a nice bell curve. It was, sorry, it was seeing the scores kind of come in. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, uh, 
I thought it was a good event in terms of, of how competition went. I thought, you know, the scores, I thought there were some very good and respectable scores. And, and, you know, I saw a lot of people saying that they got um, a decent ratings bump as far as everything goes. So, um, you know, that, that you know, I'm happy with that. I'm glad people um, had, a, had a good time in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of ratings, did you guys get any bumps this past ratings update? Yeah, I got a uh, I got a forty five point drop. Oh, ooh. no! I was gonna say, holy! I haven't I haven't I haven't played an event, but we'll get into it. It feels like I got a forty five point point drop. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that here in a second. But did you guys get anything? I know ratings came out uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I went down. I went down four. Um, I started hot for what a weird reason. I started hot last year coming out of my shoulder surgery, super fresh, didn't really throw Frisbees. So I was, um, I came out really hot, um, played way above my rating last year. Uh, those fell off and I ended the year last year very poorly. So um, kind of equaling out there. So um, four, point, four point decrease, but that's going to go up as the year goes on. I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I got a two point increase. Two points. Boy. That's it. But I broke 970. Which was a big, uh, big um, step for me, milestone for me. Um, I haven't been over 970 at all in five years of playing. So, super high. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sick, dude. Must be nice. Feels good. I've, nice. I've never been over 970 either. So, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Kind of just wrap it up about Clash at the Creek, and we'll kind of talk about it. Um, I guess if you tuned in to Night Owls, you kind of got a little bit of the gist of it. But just to kind of wrap it up, um, you live and you learn. Um, I would say that this area of where we live is very accustomed to having very high AM payouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no... I, I want to preface this by saying that there's really no right or wrong way to do it. There is in the eyes of the PDGA in terms of like, did you submit your event report correctly? Like, are you doing everything that's within the rules, right? That, that's very black and white. But in terms of how you structure your event with payouts and everything, um, you know, I there's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, so we went with a higher value players pack. Um, and then, you know, then because of some operational costs, um, you know, the payout just took a decrease. Um and you know it was just you know we got some feedback that that's not what people wanted uh they they wanted you know the higher the higher payout um and you know there were just some other things that were just kind of beyond my control um just one of them being like the the course rental and the greens fees and then the other one being um we had a baseball ticket voucher in the in the players pack and the team when they printed them we're not printing their their tickets yet for the 2023 season, so their the software program still had 2022 on it when the tickets were printed. So people thought that they were expired, and then we took some heat from that. But we rectified all these things, um, you know. So it is just nece- it is just kind of a, a bummer that people d- felt differently. Not that I mean you're okay, you're open to your opinion, and you're obviously you're entitled to that, and you know I just. 
it was just a bummer of just kind of the way it went down. I wish people would have just kind of like talked to me and just kind of let me explain myself instead of just kind of making this a big ordeal. Um, that's just kind of how I felt. I think I'll just kind of, I've kind of just said my piece and I've kind of made my piece with how the event went. Um, so I'm just kind of going to turn it over to you guys and just kind of hear your thoughts, kind of wrapping up our thoughts on sanctioned tournaments. Um, Michael wasn't obviously an AM. Matt, you're still an AM. I, kind of your thoughts on how the secondary factors of this went like we talked about the tournament or the competition and now kind of just talking about these other things yeah i mean i think it goes back to what our very first show or second show where we talked about you know what do you what do you prefer in your players packs for am like your am events or your um you know those kind of things and um you know we all i think we had very differing opinions of what we wanted which is further cements that everybody has something different everybody wants something different like even since that like even since we talked about it the first time, I've cemented my bag and now I'm not really looking for, you know, I'm just really looking for backups rather than, you know, discs. And everybody everybody has their own thing. And that's, again, that's fine. That's cool. Um, you know, my favorite part about the tournament was not having to drive an hour and a half to go play somewhere else and do the... That was worth And that, that was, was worth, worth Every penny that I spent was to finally have an event in Green Bay that I could just drive 20 minutes to and really just then go home drives 20 minutes and then just veg for the rest of the day i didn't have to pack up my car drive an hour and a half get out of my car fall over because i'm cramped up like you know i get out of my car i can go to bed i can do whatever i want really so um that to me valued was value more valuable than anything i either got in a player pack or you know am payout or anything like that so um you know kudos to you for what you did um you know i thank you i you know I run an event, which I'm sure we'll talk about here shortly, um, but yeah, it doesn't cool. have the, you know, n- near the amount of people in it, um, and, you know, and it's an unsanctioned event too, so I don't have to deal with a lot of that other stuff too. So, um, you know, kudos to you, and uh, I know you put a lot of work into it. I know, um, you know, Shane helped you out a little bit too, and, um, you know, did, did some stuff for it too, and um, it's not easy to run any type of event, no matter what you do, the logistics, the the go-behinds, and all those kind of things, so um thank you for doing it for us and um you know really looking at you know hopefully getting one back next year and doing as much as we can to um you know get what the people want quote unquote so yeah we learned a lot mm-hmm. and you're going well, to i learned every, a lot every yeah. year that you host an event you're going to learn something and you're going to take it the next step and it's going to be one step better i mean you know you can't tell me that maple hill and it's for you know mvp open or you know what it was before um, you know, was the best event in the world when it ran its first year. You know, these events have some prestige. They have some, you know, they have some trial and error, and that's what makes them the best events. So, um, you know, and even as a, you know, as a younger TD, I mean, you've hosted some flexes and done stuff like that, but this was really one of your big first, like, you know, one day, two round events. Like, you know, it was the first mm-hmm. first big tournament I've ever done, and it was like one of the largest undertakings just yeah. that I've ever done, just in my entire life, just in terms mm-hmm. of like just planning and taking on something um yeah, yeah so you're I, gonna i mean I you're I, you're gonna learn a lot just in general about yourself about how to run events in general and that just escalates into yeah. the more events you run and the year more event years that you run them so i'm stoked i think i think i think i did the i think so like obviously like this is just a side hustle for me and you know i, I still have my full-time gig i think i did the math so the event was sanctioned with the pdga in december like right before Christmas. And I think I, I estimated that I probably put in about 125 hours between 
of just work between the sanctioning and then the event itself. So yeah, yeah. not easy. Labor of love. Time. Not easy. Sure. A lot of people, you know, they go to an event, they spend a day there and they're, you know, either happy or upset. They don't realize all the behind the scenes work, you know, not only your time spent, but all the volunteers that, you know, helped you set things up or cleaned up courses or, you know, came at uh, six o'clock in the morning to help set up things beforehand and stayed until thank you, you. Know, thank you guys. 6 p.m. after, or, you know, however late we stayed to help tear down and do all that kind of stuff. So um, there's a lot more behind the scenes that, you know, I think people should, you know, people don't realize and they don't realize until they start running events and start volunteering at events. So that's my piece. I, I don't have any more to add. Uh, like, I, I don't have any more to add. Uh, I'd say my final takeaways were, you know, and this is kind of not just disc golf in general. This is life in general. My advice to people is just ask questions. Be curious. Don't don't assume things because you think you know things. If you ask questions, yeah. you're going to get answers. And they may not be the answers that you want, but they're answers. And and then you're you're not guessing. You know, you know for a fact that, you know, this was this was what needed to happen to happen. Like for this event to happen, yeah. this these things needed to happen. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask questions and don't. Settle. I just want to take I just want to take the opportunity right now to thank our number one fan of the show and he genuinely is that our number one fan and he's our state coordinator mike harrington i know he's gonna listen to this but he is uh he messages me when he listens to the show um so i just want to thank him he definitely was uh, supporting me in this endeavor after the fact he had my back um and then we just kind of talked through a lot of things gave me some really really awesome advice so mike thank you thank you very much appreciate it um definitely has my vote he's running again for state coordinator so i definitely uh will be supporting him in that so uh thank you again mike uh i know we have a correction from our episode michael when my, matt was on timeout um mike had wanted me to uh oh, yeah, his mention his his collections um so i'm pulling up <laughs> yeah. his message right now um while he's doing that i know that he uh he had mentioned that his new collection well not his new collection but one of the things he's really focused on right now is um he is doing cards like he's oh, um, cards, got yeah, collections yeah. going with cards um like the pro tour cards so oh, his nice. he said my disc collection is smaller than you might think it's mostly innova proto stars about 150 unique molds of stamps mike that's still a big collection <laughs> massive <laughs> uh plus anything that was gifted to me him from manufacturers other players people he's visited or just he bought to support courses he traveled to he also has a paul mcbeth collection of a bunch of his uh discs from innova and now discraft um and now if you ask what's in the vault ellipses that's not really my collection <laughs> but my investments into special or, or rare discs and that's probably 3500 discs yeah. still in his vault mike come on i don't want to hear that it's smaller than you might think no yeah uh and he said, I'm hoping to shrink that that a lot this year, if possible, before I move the uh, oh, yeah, they're before he move some stuff around. Shop, yeah. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now also, that I'm out of the Milwaukee uh, area, I don't hear all yeah, the all the rumblings anymore. Were, yeah. Matt, you were looking around like, okay, just think. Mike just said 150 unique 
Molds. Oh, unique. Yeah, I was going to say, say like, molds, yeah, yeah. Where you have a bunch of random things. He yeah, not anymore, though. Not anymore. Offloaded. I want to have Mike on eventually yeah. uh, so he can yeah. tell us about what's going on with his store and with everything else. Um, his course count is at 1,478. That's the big question. Is that second place just behind uh, Avery? Or is that – that's got to be – that's got to be up there. I – Mike, we, Mike we need the confirmation. Sure. We need the confirmation, Mike. Um, but be sure to also check him out on YouTube. Um, I will try and drop when I edit this. I'll try and drop a, his uh, something either in the bio or somewhere so you can go check him out. But he's doing um, YouTube content. One of us will be right. Trading card collection. <laughs> yeah, uh, somewhere. <laughs> Somebody, one of us has it. It's 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 gonna be somewhere. Either it's down or somewhere. Either either way, either way. Shout out to Mike. So go check out his channel for sure. I've seen some of his stuff like on his socials that he's got going on, and I've also seen like the autograph stuff on on his page. And there's some definitely some cool disc golf trading cards mm-hmm. out there. Nice. Um, so very excited for for the stuff that Mike's got going on. Mike's a busy guy. He, yeah, run, he, he runs a shop. He's got his YouTube channel. He's got his vault. The shop's moving, which I didn't really even know he's about. He's got his landscaping and then, business. Yeah. And then uh, the last rumblings I heard in some Facebook groups, he's also designing some other courses mm-hmm. in some you know locations to be named later. So He's been pushing hard this, to get a permanent golf course, uh, disc golf, like disc golf on a permanent course there. So he's been pushing hard for so, it. Yeah. Be unique. That's what we Mike, really need. Mike, this is just our shameless plug again. Please come on. We'll, Please. We'll pick a time. We'll pick a date. We'll come. We want to have you. Yeah. We, yeah. Want to we talk normally to you. record on the same day every week, but we would work We'll make an exception for you. Yes, absolutely, Mike. So, Agreed. Mike, wrapping it up. Thank you for all your work that you do for mm-hmm. Disc Golf. Thank you for your support of not only me and our show, and we look forward to chatting with you at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, transitioning over big big weekend for you fellas uh, I was invited so like I just had some other stuff going on otherwise I, <laughs> I would be there but Matt and Michael tell us about what's going on for your second uh, Sandy Sandy Slayers Sandy Slayers yeah uh, Ben you'll yell at me for this but the title of it is second annual uh, uh, Sandy Slayers you don't like it uh you know, we we didn't no, we didn't no, we, no, no, we didn't. No. Meet. I don't like first annual. Oh, first first yeah. annual that's is right. my biggest pet peeve of all. It's inaugural. Yeah, then you right. can go to second. Then annual. you can go to second annual. But um, yeah, so I guess by the time you listen to this, we'll be already completed, uh, and I will own this beautiful blue Ooh, number one I tag here. Don't think no, so, you won't. Sir. I didn't vote for you. Mm, I don't think it'll so, be great. Um, but yeah, we go up. Uh, we went up on Friday. Um, and just to do some practice rounds, get some bomb dinner, local fish fry up there. Um, as a big group, we're going to have about, uh, I think 15 confirmed, uh, 16 possibly, which will be great. Um, and one in spirit checking live scores. One in spirit. Sec- yep. Yeah. You can check out the live scores on UDISC. Um, they'll be kind of crazy. So it's a little, it's an unsanctioned event. Um, so we're doing scoring a little bit different. Um, first round singles start at 8 a.m. Uh, we rent out uh, the big cabin off the lake um, at Sandy Point. Uh, and then we just have one of the other cabins with the smaller cabins to kind of uh, one of the other gentlemen that came with us uh, rented his own cabin and he's letting some people go in there. Um, so that's that's good on him. Um, 
but uh, yeah, we'll start right away at 8 a.m. Uh, first round is uh, singles. Um, and then we're doing it like uh, the best way I can put it is like Mario Kart style, like points. So like depending on how you finish, you get a certain amount of points. Um, and then your second round doubles is based on your uh, scores from the first round and your placement on the first round. Uh, so then like the first place person will get paired with uh, the you know 16th place person second with 15, so on and so forth until we're all evened out. Um, and then you get, again, points based on how you finish in that. Um, and then third round um, in the morning uh, on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, same, it goes back to singles, um, winner take all, um, you know, point style, same thing there. Person with the most points, um, again, gets this beautiful uh, number one tag. Um, I'm blanking on my mom's business name, but my mom made these for us. She's made them the last couple of years and um, she does a really good job with them. Uh, she also made us uh, custom syndicate merch. Uh, so we got hats, towels, um, all that fun stuff. Some good swag in a player's pack, um, you know, for folks and um, just to get some of the swag out there. And um, should be the weather. Again, we mentioned earlier, weather is going to be fantastic compared to what we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to rain all weekend. Now it's going to be sunshine and just gorgeous. So um, really looking forward to it. Really looking, uh, really this year was um, much easier to get set up and run uh, compared to last year. Last year I did it uh, a lot myself. Um, you know, this year I had Michael and Logan, uh, one of our buddies, uh, the treasurer of our club, um, you know, really take a lot of the work too. Um, and help plan out a lot of the stuff. So now I can kind of focus more on the tournament side of things, and he gets the fo they can focus on some of the logistical side of things. So um, great fun, really good what fun. What it comes down to at the end of it all, it's just playing some disc golf with friends, getting a rip on each other, having you know, it's it's classic. Just mm -hmm. you know, you know, your event is just Champions Cup version one. It's true. But we're Good. not doing match play. No match play, though. Yeah. Although match play, match play would be fun. To it add would in. be. I feel like it would be hard logistically with sixteen, like with sixteen people. Like it would be like a match play style tournament. But it would be. Yeah, you do. You should do that. You should do that, and then you just should play for for year three. You should just do a match play, but it's a three hole match play bracket. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you do three holes. You do three holes, and then like as a foursome, right? So then like you would have like. The, uh, the foursome and then they would go and then like so they play three holes so like one through three and then the two winners would play four through or four yeah four five and mm. six That's i like exciting. it i like what, it. what i didn't I... mention either is it's not three it's not three rounds of 18 it's three rounds of 29 so it's a long weekend of disc golf like plenty lots of holes of being played yeah. lots of better bring the ben gay fellas <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Bring the ice so, packs. I bring the ice packs, bye. So, uh, no, so yeah, good no, time. It's... Just a lot of good time hanging with people. We go all across the state. So uh, I think the most southern is Kenosha we've got coming up. Uh, shout out Angel. Um, you know, and we've got some guys that are only an hour away from the course there. Uh, you know, Madison, um, Merrill. Yep. yep. Uh, Stevens Point, I think, is another one. we got one guy coming from there. So... 
Uh, most of us are coming from Green Bay. I think at least 50% of us are coming from Green Bay, Appleton area. So, um, yeah. But no, just a lot, I guess gives us a good chance to really kick off the season and um, with our club and um, just get to see each other again and hang out and uh, play some cribbage. Lots of cribbage. I'm a euchre guy. Fair. Euchre. I don't think I've ever played euchre. I'm a euchre guy. Euchre's fun. If you if you can play sheep's head, you can play euchre, and if you can play euchre, you can play sheep's head. They're very kind of similar. Matt hasn't like played either. <laughs> cribbage? I play cribbage. Sheep's head. Oh, sheep's head. Nope, either. Sorry, I was stuck in cribbage. Like she, sheep's head and euchre are just so quintessential in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. I saw it, I saw a TikTok. Somebody the other day said, "My friends invited me to go to Culver's for a concrete mixer and play euchre." <laughs> that is the most Wisconsin <laughs> sentence I've said in my entire life. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, I could go for a concrete mixer right now. No free ads. Dude, it, over the winter they had a frozen hot chocolate <gasps> concrete mixer. At Culver's, and it was. That's game. Might have been one of the best ice cream treats I've ever had. What is your favorite ice cream treat? I'm going. I'm going to go classic. I'm going to go Dairy Queen Dilly Bar. Yeah. What flavor? Oh, I'm OG chocolate. I'm OG chocolate. I'm OG. God, you're boring. Yeah, that's my whole life, dude. You know this. Oh, I also want to clarify. Ben and I. And a couple other people went out for pho the other day. Uh, again, fantastic. And I was not as rude this time. So you're welcome. No, he was, I was a he good was boy. quite great. I was the goodest boy. He was quite great. He was quite great. Oh. And he came up to me and he goes, this was really good. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, because you dialed in your bowl now of like what you want to add, like your how many sprouts, a little line. Like you dialed it oh, in yeah. now. So like now... Did you get the now P1? He's golden. Or the P2? I, I did, I, no, I did go down to the P1 this time. Didn't want to waste anything this time. I felt like I wasted it last time. Oh, I don't be wasting things there. Right, that's we why I did, went down. We, we, we made a cardinal mistake, but it was on our friends, the Schicks. Mm, Juliana yeah. just casually ran a, a, a half marathon and then came up to Green Bay. <laughs> Shout out to her. Yeah, uh, yeah. She she ran a half marathon in the morning and then came up and then had pho with us to get ready for her reptile show. Another conversation. I faced some fears and held a snake. I saw that. Uh, I was. I almost cried for you. A little little ball python. Yeah, insane. Uh, but where I'm going with this is, is that uh, we the we made a cardinal mistake of the pho lodge and we went too late and Po and Va were out of eggs. <gasps> They did oh. have two left, so. and we wasted it on the children's pallets. <gasps> well, no, they took no, one no. bite, and then Juliana. <laughs> no, they took one bite, and then Juliana goes, "I'm not wasting it on their pallets." And then she had them, she had them herself, and I was like, "This is the smart move. I can come back here a lot and get these egg rolls. You are two and a half hours away." Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's great. Love but it. anyway, but yeah, so, ice, ice cream treat, ice cream treat, yeah. yeah. Do your ice cream track. We maybe should probably get back to disc golf at some point. No, dude, no. we will. We'll get there. It's okay. We you got to have a rant, a rant every now and then. On the episode of Night Owls, the most recent one, we were talking about Sour Patch Kids. It's all good. It just happens. It's a podcast. You can't expect to be on. Goodness. Uh, ice cream treat, man. Um, 
Michael, you go. I got to think of. <laughs> I'm so. Are pops okay? Pops are popsicles? No, no, no popsicles. No popsicles aren't ice cream. You said ice. You specifically said ice, ice cream, cream treat, treat, not okay. frozen okay. treat. Yep. Okay, frozen treat. Different story. Could also be there. Um, I, I'm in between a chocolate ice cream sandwich mm. or the M M&M and M ice cream sandwich. The M M&M and M cookie ice cream sandwich. Okay. So good. I think it. I think it's an M M&M and M ice cream cookie sandwich. I like the uh, the cookie okay. dough ones. The cookie dough ones are really good. Ooh, yeah. I think Kemp's makes them. I used to be a frozen food and dairy manager, so I'd walk up and down those ice cream aisles all the time. Oh, dude. I will. Yeah. The the place you worked where we are definitely not giving any ads. No free ads. Uh, <laughs> no, no free, free ads. ads for them. No. Uh, they they do have a they do have a really nice ice cream. A very robust selection. ice cream selection. Um, but oh, no free ads. You got to figure it out yourself. For real. Um, Okay, so I, I do know what I'm going with, but I'm going to give some honorable mentions here. Uh, honorable mention, Tillamook uh, Monster oh, Cookie. Yes. Tillamook in Tillamook general. That's a good one. So smooth. Is yeah. so good. Uh, Tillamook's good. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say uh, the Choco Taco. Uh, Blessings oh, up to the sky no, too for soon. a Choco too Taco. Too um, but my, frav- my favorite ice cream treat is a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Yeah. Intra- I don't, you know what? I think I, I don't think I've ever had one. If those I did, it was chocolate, a long, long time those ago. Chocolate, those chocolate crumbles. I got to go. Those I got to go. Crumbies. This guy out here telling me he's never <laughs> had yeah, like, the, the crumbles with the fudge the chocolate, on the inside. Oh, that sounds oh, really good. Goodness. I've had like a general ice cream cake, but not like a Dairy Queen one, I think. You should. Mom, They're if you so listen, good. call me. Let me know. I really can't oh believe my goodness. I'm texting everybody before. I know right now. <laughs> okay, wow, well. Oh, sorry, I ruined the mood of the podcast. Rip. No, I'm just thinking right now that you guys are way too far away from civilization this weekend to get a Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Oh, there's, I think there's definitely more Dairy Queens up north than you. I think you think there is. Like, we could just drive through Maryland and grab one. That's true. Someone Min- get this man. Mina- Minocqua might cake. even have one too. No, I think the Monaco one actually closed down. Someone, te- oh, someone no. text Adam Hammes. Used to be on that downtown uh, downtown strip. Sad. Mm-hmm. Sad. But um, so going back to disc golf and events, do you guys prefer unsanctioned events or do you prefer sanctioned events? Ooh. Uh, I prefer, well, so it's just kind of twofold. I prefer sanctioned events just because I think they're, they're standardized for a reason. There's just Mm -hmm. like, they, they, they flow just so much better. Like half the time with unsanctioned events, it obviously depends on the person, right? Like I'm not lumping you into this, but I'm saying like with an unsanctioned event, the TDs are usually unsanctioning them for reasons mm-hmm. that are not just because they're doubles. Like yeah. you play mm-hmm. every unsanctioned of every doubles is an unsanctioned mm-hmm. event, but most of the time good doubles events are run by people who run sanctioned. Events. Yeah. Right. Most of the time, any unsanctioned event I've played is just kind of been a gong show and it's just kind of been like no structure or mm-hmm. standards. And it's just kind of been like, eh, whatever happens happens. Yeah. And like, that's the end of that. And it's just like, just a weird position to be in. Cause it's just like, 
well, I paid this guy this money. There's no expectation for me to get anything mm-hmm. back out of it. So it's just like that's that's my reason for it. Yeah, I think that I think that the only way I would play an unsanctioned event if it was, I mean, toot my own horn, if it was something like what we were doing, um, you know, or like I got to go play for free, like we're doing later, you know, later, as if you're part of the club, like of the year. Um, but it just is one of those things where, like, if it's a unique, specific event, like that's unique to this event and this event only, I'll play an unsanctioned event, sure. But yeah, I think I'm normally leaning towards. Um, leading towards sanction because like you said i know what i'm going to get uh, generally you know out of a sanctioned event but there's some yeah, expectation totally. involved there um i will say the other thing though quick is, is that your event while unsanctioned it's also like kind of invite only like yeah. it's not yeah. like open to and we yeah i mean so, we like, really we really tried this year we really tried to push and like our group yeah, ballooned not, from like yeah. uh i think it was like 25 people last year at max to almost 50 now so i mean we're double and um, but yeah, we're, I mean, we're yeah, getting but there, but like, you, it, it's more exclusive. It yeah. Disc golf scene, right. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. We have to make arrangements. You know, we were making arrangements before we even left last year for this year already to try to rent cabins and do stuff like that. So, um, it definitely takes a lot of logistical planning just for the lodging. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more exclusive. I mean, like it's 16 people, you know, max this year, like, you know, where at a sanctioned event, you could get unsanctioned, like sanctioned or unsanctioned. 72 you know 18 times whatever you know times four i don't know math is hard but um you know just a decent amount of people you can decent amount of people on a course if it's you don't have to worry about lodging and everything for them too yeah no for sure so i'll and i'll echo same thing for sanctioned events like i i love playing sanctioned events i love the competitiveness of sanctioned events not saying that unsanctioned events aren't competitive but um to the competition um, level the comp yeah the competition level is lower i would think yeah like yeah, your field but, is but the yeah. competition level of like knowing that like hey this not that ratings really matter but like my progress is being tracked over time mm-hmm. through these sanctioned events um and i think that that's just so much fun to participate in um while I say that my favorite event of the year happens every year called overthrowing Camelot. Shout out Mike. Mike. Again, um, one of the biggest double events in the state and you rent out golf. You have the golf carts on the golf. You want to be partners? I already have nah, him and him and Bruce. They planned it out. Like Bruce. I'm pretty sure Bruce is under contract for the next like 10 years. Yeah. Like as like as Michael's Yetus. still playing, like, you and me? Let's do it. If I can drop down a division and do it, Mike, give us the waiver. <laughs> I generally, I, I generally go with Nick. Buddy, so Nick buddy, will be, buddy, Nick buddy, will be real sad. Buddy, I, I bring our rating down. It's all good. Nice. Yeah, if it's an average rating, hell, I'll tank the it season is, for it. It is. It is. An average <laughs> I like trophies. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas is my forever doubles partner, but that man's schedule is so crazy and so all over the place. Like yeah. week when we when we when we sign up for doubles events, it's usually three days before <laughs> because Lucas is like Lucas is just oh, like he's like. Well, it's it's not so much that he has off, but his social calendar and his family calendar because his brothers are kind of all over the state um, and yeah. his, and then his wife's family's in another part of the state, and it's just kind of like things just kind of pop up so he's like 
yeah, I get, I, I should be good. And it's like Wednesday and doubles is either Saturday or Sunday. So it's just one of those things where it's just like, it's uh, so like, I guarantee you, if I told Lucas, I was like, Hey, do you want to play this? He was like, I can't commit to that. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. It's in, in October. Like I'm not committing to anything, bro. <laughs> but yeah, Michael and I have that already etched off in our calendars and, um, yep. You and Nick will have to fight to the death for my double for my doubles uh, partner. But she's got a bum knee right now, so you could probably no. You know what you could do? You could put the syndicate tags on who's going to be your partner. Oh, that would be syndicate tag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, and that was the last you saw of Matt on uh, Casual Relief. (laughs) If I'm not his partner, (laughs) dang. Nice having you. Had to happen. See you later. (laughs) deuces um well no awesome fun oh well uh, let's wrap it up fellas buy or sell what do we got i'll go first because michael almost busted mine a few minutes ago uh buy or sell do ratings matter oh i'm buying it well okay oh you just said they didn't you just said they didn't matter I'm buying it. I'm buying it. So you're um, reversing. Less than five minutes, he's already reverse core. So here's the thing. It's a made-up system. It's a made-up system. Shout out to Chuck Kennedy. Does it, does it matter? No. Is it fun? Yeah. So I'm going to buy it because it's fun to track your progress. I'm, uh, I'm holding it. Because if you're a pro, they do not matter. But if you are an am, they matter. Because they matter so that people don't bag. And they mm-hmm. matter so you can track your progress as an amateur when you get better. But if you are a pro, your personal rating does not matter as a pro. Mm-hmm. Your round ratings, I guess, like, I would say that your round ratings matter a little bit more. But I we need say, to fix round ratings. I'll take because... it, I'll take it a little, just a step further. Uh, your event average rating matters. Yeah, because that's that's going to tell you what's going to win an event, because yeah, I mean, weren't we looking at it the like last year, what it took to win an MA one event in Wisconsin was like a a tour stop in Wisconsin. It took 980 average golf. Yeah, it was it might have been even higher than that. It might have been even higher than that. It was insane. mm -hmm. But I digress. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, it's, it's been a hot button thing I've heard on podcast, like a specific podcast for the last couple of weeks. Um, so I thought it would be kind of cool to just see what you guys thought about them. Um, one of the points that they made was, um, you know, if, if you're playing a tournament at a course you've never played at before and you say, oh yeah, I shot an eight down or I shot a two down, like, oh, congrats, dude, you shot a two down. But if you go somewhere and you say, hey, I shot a 10, 20 round or, hey, I shot a, yeah, I played poorly. I played. 850 golf like you know you have that like base dish rating that everyone to communicate yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but i'm in the same boat with ben too i'm probably holding as well just to you know for the pros they're just looking to win they're just looking to you know get cash they're looking to you know do their things you know the rating is kind of what i wouldn't say what got them there their play is what got them there but you know you i think in the future like you're going to have your tour cards and all those kind of things. And you're going to have to qualify for tour cards anyway. And your rating isn't necessarily going to matter. Like it's going to be you qualifying for it. Um, but, you know, rating for like AMs, um, you know, tiered registration, all those kind of things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, ratings are so important for that feature of things that um, I don't think they can be ignored by AMs. 
I'll agree. Michael, what do you got? I've been bouncing between a couple, but uh, I'll say it. The Heiser is the most consistent shot, but also one of the hardest shots to learn. I'm going to sell only because I think a straight shot is the hardest shot to learn. Everything else I think I've said. I did everything else. Like, I think the Heiser is the most consistent shot. Um, like, you see pros all the time. If they can throw just a basic Heiser uh, over everything or around everything, um, they're going to do it. They're going to because it is that consistent play. You can take no, a disc. I'm, you can take I'm an overstable disc and you can jam on it and just be done with it. No, I'm talking just like even – it doesn't matter like – you just take an overstable disc and jam on it. Of course, great. You you got a hyzer, but mm-hmm. actually, like shaping a hyzer, where like you take a maybe not an understable disc, but you're just like, okay, I can't just dump this shot. Oh, you're talking like I a pushing to, hyzer, like I have to yeah. throw this hyzer shot so mm-hmm. that I can shape woods, where like I can't flip mm-hmm. it. I have mm-hmm. to keep it on hyzer the entire way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, then I'll sorry, buy that. Sorry for that clarification. Yeah. No, thank you for that clarification. I'll buy it then. Yeah, because I'm thinking no, that... Like, that was like, needed. Yeah, that was definitely needed because, like, the, the it is a really touchy shot because, like, a lot of people are just, again, jamming on a disc and they'll mm-hmm. have some hyzer. They'll start off on hyzer and then it'll flip up or burn over or flip up and go straight or, mm-hmm. you know, with a little fade at the end. But, um, yeah, pushing hyzer is such a hard shot because um, you're shaping and you're trying to get that distance too, so... Yeah, I'll flip. I'll buy. Sick. All right. Buy or sell. Every disc golfer on tour's personal logo is lame. Actually, have you seen Corey Ellis's? I like Corey Ellis's a lot. Uh, you have to look it up. It's pretty basic, but um, kind of gives me a little Star Wars kind of vibe to it. Um, pretty simple, but I really, I, I've noticed it a couple of times. I really like his. I'm, I'm, oh yes, I've seen this now. Oh, it's, oh yeah, it yeah, is yeah. Very it's the Star Wars. The... Yeah, I like. I mean, yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty basic. Like, I, the thing for me is that like everybody uses their initials now. Like, and I don't like that. Like, come up with something unique. Like, I love the ones that don't have the initials tied in, and I can't even name one. Like, I know I've seen them, but the, the only one Brody that Smith. I kind of like. Okay, Brody take it back. Smith. This is a horse. It. It's a dark horse, Brody. Sir. It's yeah. That's Brody. The only lo- the only initials logo that I like that I think makes sense is Anthony Borellas. Anthony Borellas is sweet. Oh, because it's like the, almost Anthony the mirrored Brellas. like one, right? Like where it's like the, kind of like a no. The... It's a snake. It's a it's a. Oh, snake did he change it? From because uh-huh. he, he's from Arizona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't, I didn't know, realize he changed it. I thought he just had like the basic like AB uh, thing. But... I will see if I can find it and show you and send it to you later it's great um, it's great yeah like his makes sense um but i mean like overall i think that every like everybody's just chasing a something with their initials i mean and paul they're McBeth, all just like paul Macbeth started it and everybody is no oh, he yeah. didn't oh that's a snake who started yeah, it a, then? That's oh. tiger woods okay <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, just glad you, I'm just glad you asked Indian before Tiger I did. did it. <laughs> I'm just glad you did it ask before golf, I did because I was about to. Paul McBeth copied Tiger Woods. Yeah, I'm saying in disc golf. 
Go Call copies, go. <laughs> but yes, Tiger Woods. Okay. That TW yeah, is... Yeah, I just though. like... Yeah, I just like... I don't know. I just am waiting for something different, Fresh. I would say. Yeah. It's hard to say like... I mean, we could pro- it's hard to say like what like what would be different. Like everyone's kind of gone the initials way. Like to have something different come out now would be interesting. Like I don't even know what you would do as a logo because we're so attuned to people. Ella Hansen, a bagel, and then I'm sold. <laughs> I, oh, I would buy that. It's so hard. Like an Andrew Marweed just cookie. Like oh yeah, he really should play for Clash and have a like have a cookie, like with the bite taken out of it. And, yeah, that'd be sick. He would perform so much better than he like not perform he as far as disc golf but like so much easier to market Clash yeah. disc than mm-hmm. DGA. Yeah, totally agree. <sighs> Man, I'm trying to think. We could we could do we should just do an entire. I've, I'm scrolling through my brain. We're gonna do an episode. Where we're just gonna break down everybody's uh, Ooh. Um, logo and then possible we're gonna tier list them. Possible next draft. Next draft, or we do a tier list. I think tier right list there. will be easier, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have or, to think about our or our we next bring and draw game. our own logos, and you have to draw them by hand, and then you can see how much of a kindergarten yep. my drawing yours skills is hot. Are. Yours is some hot cross buns. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. You know what? I I have it. Here's what we're gonna do. This is what our next draft is gonna be. We are going to draft a distance driver, a fairway driver, a mid, and a putter. And then we're going to take that to the course and film a video for you all. Ooh. And then do, yeah. yeah we need, where to, we we need play, to get on that door disc Where page, we man. play with the discs that we drafted. No. I want to do Okay, bags. good. Okay. I, I mean, no, I, let's I, just I, do a bag swap. Am I going ha- to do, uh, am I gonna have to pick a soft magnet now? Is that just going to have to be what it is? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, real real quick, you guys gotta buy or sell my take, and then we're gonna get out of here because we're uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I I so I I'm I'm selling. I think that they're uh, I, no wait. I know I'm buying because I think they're all really lame as well. Yeah, I, I'm buying as well. Yeah. Okay. So Ella get a bagel and then you will be the number one logo yeah. in disc golf. For us, for sure. Low bar. Low bar. Well, well, we've 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 reached the unhinged happy hour portion of this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna keep uh, steamrolling some ideas here for some videos. Hopefully, bring you some more content to the Door Disc Golf page. Be sure to head over to DoorDiscGolf.com to find all of your disc golf needs. We are powered by Door Disc Golf. Uh, we will catch you on oh, the next one. Oh, and buy all my used discs. Yeah, when they get uploaded. There you go. Lose use this selection going up. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add? No, that was that. No spoilers my only thing. in live sports. No OTV spoilers in live coming sports. Coming up soon. No spoilers in live sports. Take it easy. We will catch you on the next one.